All right, let's turn to Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And we'll read verses 1 through 16. <coughs> Excuse me. Psalm 119, verses 1 through 16. Say this. <coughs> Blessed are the undefiled in the way who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart. They also do no iniquity. They walk in his ways. Thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. I like that exclamation mark. Then shall I not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. I will praise thee with a brightness of heart. When I shall have learned thy righteous judgments, I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. <laughs> Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. <laughs> thy word have I hid in mine heart. Why? That I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Let's pray. Father, again, Lord, we just, uh, Lord, thank you, uh, Lord, that you allow us to sing uh, psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, dear God, we thank you for the songs that we uh, sang tonight, Lord, the people that you used uh, so long ago to write those. And Lord, uh, yet we can still sing them to praise you and sing them, Lord, to be a blessing and encouragement uh, to our heart, Lord, as we uh, look at these uh, truths that are found uh, in these songs, Lord. And we thank you for that, Lord, that we can say, it is well with my soul that we can say, uh, I know in whom I believe that we can say uh, Christ uh, liveth in me and all these wonderful things. Now, Lord, again, we ask you to uh, help us tonight through your word and through your spirit. Lord, thank you, Lord, that uh, we can gather together. Lord, it's a blessing for me to be able to look, look and see my brothers and sisters in the Lord that are faithful, that love you and uh, love the things of God. Lord, again, we pray for those that have need tonight. Lord, again, we think of uh, Brother Wood's family and the physical needs there. Uh, Lord, please uh, touch them. Lord, we think of Brother David as he's on the road and others that are sick among us. We think of Sister Karen. Lord, please uh, touch her. We think of Sister Judy uh, mentioned this unspoken. And Lord, no doubt others have that. But again, Lord, uh, you know all things. And Lord, we trust you. Uh, with these uh, uh, physical needs, whether it be financial need, we think of uh, the job situation, people that need a job or people looking for a, a better job to, Lord, help better take care of their family, Lord, to work in these areas. So we think of our young people in school and, Lord, the things they battle at their uh, age and stage. Uh, Lord, we thank you for Sister Mary having a friend here. And Lord, bless their uh, time of fellowship over these next few days. And Lord, just other things that are going on. Help us and guide us. And Lord, help us to be the individuals you'd have us to be. And then the, the church collectively that you'd have us to be. That in everything, Jesus would have the preeminence and get the honor and glory. In his name we pray. Amen. All right, question. If I were to ask you what is one of the most important qualities 
or characteristics a young person should have or learn. I know it's for anyone, but let's think about young people. If we're thinking about if you were speaking to a young man or lady, uh, what might you say? Hey, one of the most important things you can learn or practice is anybody think of something? Don't be too spiritual, but it's a good thing. Humility, good one. Faithfulness. Kindness. I'm working on that one, sister. Pray for me. Be kind to me while I try to learn that. All right. Somebody else? Gratefulness. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Right. All right. Anybody else real quick? Going once, going twice, going three times. All right. How about self-discipline, <laughs> right? When you say that's one of the most important things that a, a person can learn. You know, I think of uh, people with a lot of, uh, uh, you know, talent and a lot of uh, uh, ability, right? And I say, well, you know, they say, oh, well, I'd like to do this or I'd like to do that. And I say, well, you know, you can have all the talent in the world, but, you know, if you don't have self-discipline, right, to, to carry that thing through, right? And that's what stops a lot of people from, from being as, uh, as successful as they could have been or being achieving something in a certain area. It's that self-discipline. And so let me give you a, just a thought on that. Of course, the hardest person to lead is who? Self. <laughs> right? it's, you know, oh, man, you're a good leader. Yeah, it might be, you know, they might say, oh, man, he'd make a good leader. He is a good leader. Yeah, for others. <laughs> but, you know, that, that self-discipline, that's usually where I have uh, the, the, the biggest uh, uh, issue, right? The hardest person to lead is self. But believers, of course, uh, uh, must learn to uh, uh, lead themselves. You understand what I mean by that, right? First, before they can effectively uh, influence uh, others, which is what we want to do. And, of course, people benefit. Uh, just look at, in your life from, you know, clear, having clear direction and planning uh, in their life, right? Having that good list, and, of course, in addition to self-discipline itself, of course, that's not, it isn't, you know, need to learn it, but it's not easy to learn or practice if you're not naturally, <laughs> right? Uh, some people seem to have that naturally. I'm not one of them. But uh, what is self-discipline or what are some things that are considered uh, in that area? Well, it's just, you know, regular, consistent, and that's the key word, right? In having self-discipline, consistent ongoing practice, if you will, of activities, of course, that, perturb, that produce long-term uh, benefits for those who practice it. Of course, it needs to become a lifestyle or habit, and uh, right, not just a, a one-time uh, promise, you know, well, I did that, you know, that doesn't mean self-discipline. I've uh, mentioned, you know, when I was uh, in the uh, when I was in, in the military, you know, I always like to have my uniform. I'd iron my uniform, I'd shine my boots, and you know, and I'd come in there and you know jump on my soldiers, and you know, I remember one time a soldier came up to me and he put his boots next to mine. He said, "Oh, look at my boots, Sergeant Stewart," and of course, you know. I got to tell you something back to him. I said, I said, let me tell you something, young man. You don't come up one day and just put your boots next to mine. I said, you shine them that way for a while. You know, let me see a couple months. Then you come back and, you know, show me that that's why you don't decide to shine them one night, right? So, you know, hey, we can, we can say a lot of quick things, but it's being consistent with it, right? People with self-discipline, right? They, they know it is important. They know why it's important, and they set those priorities, and they've determined, right, uh, all right, these are my highest priorities, as we talked about before, focus, and that's what I'm going to focus on, right? And so uh, they commit to goals, 
And of course, even when uh, disciplined, uh, right, they might be going through something uh, uh, difficult or there's things that would distract them or things that would cause them to be discouraged because they have that self-discipline. They remind themselves of the benefits of staying uh, the chorus. And that's what we want to do, of course, as believers, stay the chorus, right? And of course, one of the ways people maintain their self-discipline, right, is again, by creating those proper habits. And Christians, we need to have those proper uh, 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 habits. So self-discipline, self-discipline, of course, is a key to sustained achievement. So the younger we learn it and the better we learn it, the better off we'll be. And so uh, let's look at that thought. So as we look at here at Psalm 119, and these verses, we're just looking at the first verse, 116, right? Here we find a good example, I think, we find a good example of someone who is determined, right, and self-disciplined or has a desire to be self-disciplined, right, a desire to reach their goal in their spiritual life, right? And we should have spiritual goals, right, spiritual habits, spiritual uh, disciplines, right? So, right, I mean, we're saved. Thank God for that. Uh, but... but uh, uh, but we're saved, but spiritually, to be spiritually strong or a strong, to have strong Christian character doesn't come automatically just because we're saved, as we've mentioned before. Again, it takes a sincere, conscious effort, which, of course, requires what? Self-discipline, all right? And so the psalmist clearly under, understood this. Notice how many times he uses the term uh, when we look over this again, he, he says, I will, right? Now, usually when we hear the words, I will, in the Bible, it's usually, right, negative. We think, well, that's a negative thing. Oh, that guy's got an eye problem, right? I mean, uh, example, Satan. What, what got Lucifer into trouble, right? I will. He said this in Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. He says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which did weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Well, that's the wrong way to use I will. But not only Satan, but we think about the rich man in the New Testament. Here in Luke 12, verses 16 through 19, we see this. Of course, the Lord says he gave a parable to them, saying, The ground of a rich man brought forth plentifully. <coughs> and he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry, right? And of course, we know what happened to Lucifer. He became Satan, the devil. And of course, we know what happened to the rich man. His soul was required of him that night. But here in Psalm 119, we see these words used in a positive context. Let's just uh, go through these uh, verses uh, quickly, and we'll look at some other ones. Again, think about a young man who has a desire for the Lord, and he wants to be serious about his desire for the Lord, and so he wants to be, he wants to be self-disciplined in his walk 
with God. And so uh, think about this, uh, young people, as, as you look at this, and you, you just see uh, uh, the man saying this, right? Blessed are the undefiled in the way, right? He knew the better. He said, hey, he's showing some benefits of being a self-disciplined believer. And what are some of the benefits, right? There's benefits to being a self-disciplined believer. And what are they? One of them is, right, <laughs> they're blessed. They're blessed in the way. Who walk not in the law, who walk, who do walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are they that keep his testimonies and that seek him with the whole heart, right? He wanted to be blessed and he needed to be blessed of God. He had to have a self-disciplined uh, uh, Christian life, if you will. And it says, what else about them? They do no iniquity, right? They're self-disciplined. They avoid those things. And what do they do? They don't, you know, you go back to Psalm 1, right? They, they don't sit in the scene for the scornful and all those things. They, what do they do? They walk in his ways. That, and then he says, hey, thou hast commanded us to keep thy precepts diligently. He said, Lord, I know what you've commanded me. And you know what? I want to be self-disciplined and I want to do it. You've commanded me to keep them diligently. And you know what? I want to keep them diligently. You see that you see that word several times, whole heart, whole heart, right? Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. He knew it wasn't within himself. Lord, I, I, that exclamation mark, it's like, Lord, I, I want to do the right thing. Lord, I want to have that, I want to have that right walk. I want to have that right testimony. But Lord, I realize, right, uh, without you, I can do nothing. Oh, that my ways, Lord, you're going to have to direct me and guide me. He says, what? Because I know that if I, if I do the right thing, then you know what? I won't be ashamed. I won't be ashamed. Boy, it's a wonderful thing to not be ashamed. It's a wonderful thing to have a clear conscience. Boy, uh, Paul talked about that, didn't he? Having that, having that uh, uh, a clear conscience. The Bible says, what? Blessed is he that's what doesn't... I say that condemn the thing which he alloweth or whatever it is there, right? Having a, having a, having a clear conscience. It's a wonderful thing. He said, I'll not be ashamed when I have respect unto all thy commandments. He said, Lord, as long as I walk according to your word, you know what? Then I know that I'm going to do things that I don't have to be ashamed of. You know, often when I give my testimony, I use Romans 1.16 where he says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I said, you know what? I look back over 22 years and what do I see? I see nothing but things to be ashamed of. Why? Because I, I wasn't following the Lord, amen? I was following the flesh. I was following the world and uh, 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 the, the, the lust and all those things. So I see nothing but things to be ashamed of. But now I look back over since that point I got uh, 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 saved and what? I see, man, there's a, I see 30, 35 years, not that I've, you know, uh, never done, uh, messed up, but for the most part, I can say, you know, uh, those 35, last 35 years sure look a lot better than those first 22 years, amen? Why? Because uh, I've, uh, uh, my desire has been to live for God and to walk according to the Word of God so I can look back. And, you know, uh, that first 22 years, I see a lot of things to be ashamed of. But, you know, I look back over, I see a lot of things not to be ashamed of, right? Serving Him. When I have respect unto all thy commandments, and look at this, I will, not the I will doing my will, but the I will his will. I will praise thee with uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me, not utterly. Now, there's the right kind of I will. Not, well, hey, when I get out of the house, I will do what I want to do. That's the wrong kind of I will. Amen? That I will, hey, when I get out of this house, I will continue to live, amen, according to the precepts my, uh, and principles my, my parents taught me, my church taught me, and God 
uh, uh, taught me, right? Have the right kind of I will. And here it is. Wherewithal shall a young man uh, cleanse his way? Why are they always picking on the young men, huh? I mean, young women, you know, they, they mess up too. But wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? Here it is. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. There is again with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments, Lord. Help me to be self-disciplined. Amen. Help me to be focused. Help me to stay close to thy word. Why? And then he says, what do you do? Thy word have I hid in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord. Teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy youth. <laughs> I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. Here it is again. I will what? I will meditate. Meditation takes discipline. <laughs> Being still. It is not easy to be still. I'm, I'm getting better at it. Amen. Thank I'm, I'm gone from 30 seconds. I'm up to about a minute and a half now. I could be still. Right? <laughs> no. That's why I like to get up. There's some, that's why I like to get up uh, early in the morning because there's just something that's just a lot uh, easier uh, to, to be still uh, uh, in the morning. You know, the clock hits a certain time, then I start, you know, going like, going like this, and it's not the coffee, right? Whether I drink coffee or not, I'd be like that. But he says, what? I will meditate. That takes self-discipline to sit there, amen, alone with God and meditate upon that word and chew the, chew the cud, as they say. That's what that word means, amen, in the word of God and let God speak to you and, and let let the Spirit of God take that word and break it down for you and bring it back up, amen, and help you with it and have respect in the ways. And look at this, I will delight myself in thy statues. I will not forget thy word. There is a, there's a person, amen, that wants to be self-disciplined in his walk with God and do right. And he makes that very clear. Why? Because he wants to be blessed. And he knows the only way to be blessed is to have a self-disciplined walk with God. God. So here we see he was definitely declaring and committing himself. It's a commitment, committing himself, right, to some of the right disciplines of life and committing to a life of desire, again, of self-discipline. Now think about self-discipline for a moment. What would you say are some of the, 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 the benefits of self-discipline? Can you think of a benefit of self-discipline? May think of anything? One at a time, please. We'll, we'll, we'll start right here. No. Anybody think of anything? Well, a couple of things I wrote down was one. Well, of course, keeps you focused, right? Right? You say, well, these are my parameters, right? Right? I'm going to put these blinders on, and they, I'm going to look straight ahead. It helps you to achieve right things, right? I want to achieve right. That's what he was saying. I want to achieve right uh, things. It helps you to be grounded, right? So you're less like, here, 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 this is a big one, I think. It helps you to be grounded so you are less likely to misuse your idle time. Where do a lot of people get time? Where do people get in trouble? Right, when that, that idle time, that idle time, right? You know, that doesn't mean you have to, you know, necessarily be doing uh, something, you know, 24-7. But when you're, when you're self-disciplined, right, and you're following the right things, that even when you have, you know, downtime, you'll use that properly. And you won't let the, the, the devil in the flesh say, oh man, hey, he's got some vital time. Let's see if we can slip in here. But that discipline, amen, will even help you, right, to not misuse any idle time that you have. It helps you maintain, again, right 
priorities. So we see what a, what a, what a, what a, I, I would challenge uh, uh, everyone, but especially the young people. Hey, take some time to read through these verses this weekend. It talks about meditate and meditate on these verses. Say, God, uh, give me these same desires as the psalmist. But let's uh, switch here and look, think about the examples of self-discipline of our Lord, right? Who's always our greatest example. Remember, once, of course, you know, he, was, uh, he, he walked the earth 30 years before he revealed himself. But once he revealed himself to begin his public ministry, what? He continuously showed great self-discipline. Showed great self-discipline. Matter of fact, when he uh, first revealed himself, what is, uh, one of the, what is, what's one of the first things he did? Well, he set the example of getting publicly baptized, right? And you know what? That took a, 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 a discipline when he showed up along the river there with John the Baptist. And it says this in Matthew 3, 15. And Jesus answering said unto him, of course, right, John the Baptist said, hey, man, what are you, what are you doing coming to me, man? <laughs> I need help from you, right? You shouldn't be coming to me. But what did the Lord do? He said, suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And the Lord set an example and he showed great self-discipline in doing the right thing and just stepping out into his public ministry. But of course, right after he got baptized, what's the next thing he did? What did he do? What happened right after he got baptized? Somebody raise your hand? Yes, Zach. Well, he's, he did something, did something just before that. What did he do? Pardon me? Right, <laughs> right. And that was showed great discipline. Right after that, he showed amazing self-discipline in going to the wilderness and fasting for 40 days. Or was it 38 or 39? Anyway, 40 days, right? And also being tempted of Satan. Now, uh, Luke chapter 4, you can see that there. I'm not going to read all the verses, but Luke 4, 1 and 2 says this. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You know, right? It takes a, a discipline to be, uh, be sensitive. It takes discipline to be di uh, sensitive to the Spirit and to allow it to lead you. But being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he what? He did not eat nothing. What's a, 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 a fasting is still a great thing to do. That verse, right? How be it these things come not by fasting and prayer. That's still uh, a good principle. I don't know what's the, the longest uh, you've ever fasted. You know, that doesn't mean just because he did it 40 days. That's a nice thing to try. And, uh, but fasting is still a good thing. But it says, in those days did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. But as you know the story, during that time, right, he was tempted to Satan. And so we see three areas there. He showed self, great self-discipline in not making the stone into bread though he was hungry, but yet he sowed great self-discipline in not giving in to that temptation. And so, you know, I thought about this. True self-discipline and principles are not just for when it is easy, right? It's not just for when it, and you, it, 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 it's really not grounded in you until you've really been tested with it. Right. And had to, had to stand for it. You know, I was thinking about this and I thought, you know, I got saved in the military and I got to think, you know what? I'm glad I was saved in the military because those first couple years that I was saved. Right. I really had great challenge. 
right? Being in the infantry and trying to be a witness for the Lord. But I think that really helped ground and settle some things into me uh, at, a, at a young age because, right, actually most of my Christian life, I, I didn't sit under a pastor most of my Christian life. I had that two and a half years. And then really uh, most of my uh, Christian life was just walking around, reading my Bible and run all over somewhere trying to get the gospel uh, to somebody. But that, that, that helped me at, at that young age. You know, I remember, uh, you know, uh, in some of my uh, situations being, being uh, challenged, right? Uh, uh, where it could have really, really cost me if things went the wrong way. And I just looked at him and I said, no, I, I, don't, I don't do that. I, well, not just out on the mission field, but when I was working back in the States one time, I had a boss who wasn't honest, right? And the Lord allowed me <laughs> to be his uh, a top salesman. That was the grace of God. But, uh, he, you know, he came to me one day and said, hey, Jeff, I think we can sell more if we do, you know, one, two, three. And, you know, he was the owner of the company. And I said, no, I don't do that. And if I would have got fired, I really wouldn't have cared because, you know, standing for uh, uh, the principles meant, meant more to me. And so here, you know, we got to remember that self-disciplined principles aren't just for when it's easy. And the Lord set an example for that. And then he showed self-discipline and not bowing to Satan. And then he showed, uh, right, when the, Satan offered him to bow and he'd give him all these things. And then he showed self-discipline, of course, in not tempting God and his word. And then, of course, just like the psalmist said, blessed are the undefiled, blessed are the keepers testimony. The psalmist knew there were benefits, amen, to having that self-disciplined uh, believer's lifestyle, and we see the benefits that the Lord reaped, if you will. And we realize he was God, but that he benefited, right, by his self-discipline during that time. We see uh, that in Luke 14, it says this, and Jesus returned in what? In the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And there went what? There went out a fame of him through all the region round about. So one of the one of the, the uh, we see he reaped benefits in it personally, right? He was filled with the Spirit. And then he reaped blessings in his ministry. The fame went out above him. And so he was blessed, right, if you will, in that example of maintaining his self-discipline in that area. Now, we know we're talking about the human side because he was God, but you understand that. But, of course, one of, the, one of Christ's greatest areas of discipline was where? In his prayer life, in his prayer life. How often you see uh, verses like this in Mark 1.35, it says, And in the morning, rising a great while before day. So the sun got up before the sun, amen. <laughs> a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place. And there prayed. And boy, uh, you really, and prayer is one of the, the, the main things that's going to help you maintain a self-disciplined believer's life. So we see our example of our Lord. But finally, I want to I look at Paul as an example, what he has to say about uh, self-discipline. Let's turn over to these verses, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. You know, we talked about all the things that uh, Paul went through. And, of course, we see in all those situations, like even we saw this morning, that he maintained his self-discipline as a believer. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 9, and we'll read verses 24 through 27. Say this, Paul talking here. He gives, a, he gives an illustration. <laughs> know ye not that they which run a race run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain. Hey, listen, uh, uh, like I say all the time, the Christian life is not an easy life, but it's the best life. But think of some of the things you've gone through since you've been saved. 
And listen, uh, we don't know when the Lord's coming back. We don't know when our appointment with death is. So chances are we're going to go through some more things. And I'm thinking, man, I would hate. Uh, listen, I'm living to obtain. I don't want to go through. If I got to go through all this, I want something at the end to show for it. I mean, I know say, but right. Hey, I want some of those those blessings. He says, so, hey, he said, that's right. Hey, uh, to obtain. And he gives verse 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but praise God, we an incorruptible, thank God for incorruptible blood. Thank God for an incorruptible book. Amen. Thank God one day we're going to have a body that's incorruptible and thank God that we can obtain some incorruptible blessings that'll be waiting for us on the other side. And if there so, I therefore so run, not as uncertainly, so I fight, not as one that beateth the air, right? He said, hey, I've got purpose in what I'm doing, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection. What? Lest by any means, when I've preached to others, I myself should be a castaway. Notice the word temperate. And what does that mean? That word means what? To have self-control. So he says, run that you may obtain. Well, we all, again, we all want to reach our goal. And so, but what's he teaching? Hey, to obtain, you must restrain. Right? To obtain, you must restrain, right? You really want to uh, obtain the blessings of God upon your life? You really want to obtain uh, those rewards on the other side? Well, you got to live a life to obtain. You're going to have to live a life where you restrain and have self-discipline as a, uh, as a believer, Verse 27, he says this, but I keep it in my body, what? Bring it unto subjection. That word subjection means, it means this, to take the lead, but with this, to take the lead and bring it into servitude. And that's what self-discipline is in that area, right? To take the lead and bring it into servitude. Now think about that. It means you take the lead. So what is he saying? You see, your desires, hey, they might even be good ones. But you know what? You don't let your desires take the lead. You don't, make it, you don't let those make the decision. Your self-discipline takes the lead over your desires. Those desires are there. Hey, we know we all got bad desires, but uh, even some good desires, they might even be good desires, but hey, God's got something better for you. And you said, you know what? No, I'm not going to let that desire lead. Amen. I'm going to let my self-discipline my desire for God, my desire to have his power in my life, my desire to have his blessing, my desire to glorify him, amen? That's why I want to be a self-disciplined believer. And you know what? I'm going to let that, amen, lead off. And that's what, how I make my decisions. Why? He says, because I don't want to be a castaway. And that word castaway means disapproved, rejected. Now, of course, we know it's not talking about salvation, right? We have our position. That position can't change, right? But we know it can affect our relationship. It can affect our salvation, but it can affect our uh, ability to serve, right? So just like a champion athlete must train with great self-discipline, nah, you don't think, well, you know, Olympics, you don't think they have self-discipline? Well, just like a champion athlete must train with great self-discipline, right? Well, hey, I may never be a, 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 an Olympic champion, but you know what? By the grace of God, I'd like to be a champion for Christ, we could all be a champion for Christ. And you know what that's going to require? That's going to require great self-discipline in our walk for him and with him. And you know what? Here, Paul, we'll read these quickly, but Paul gives the example 
of those that lost their self-discipline. Look what happens when you lose. In the next chapter, he gives an example of those that lost their self-discipline and they paid a price for it. He says, I don't want to be a castaway. And he gives an example of those that were a castaway because they lost their self-discipline. Look at uh, chapter 10, verses one through 10 says this. Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud in the sea. And did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. I mean, you could just stop on those three verses for a while. You think about what that's saying. So you know what it says? They all did this. And so really, they were all without excuse. Because, listen, they had all this there. But with many of them, God was not well pleased. Why? For they were overthrown in the wilderness. Overthrown? Well, what happened? Well, they lost their self-discipline. They lost their self-restraint. Now, these were our examples to the intent we should what? Not lust after evil things, as they also lusted. Don't let the lust lead. Let the self-discipline, amen, and God lead. Neither be ye adulterers, as were some of them. As is written, what? The people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. You see, they weren't self-disciplined, so you know what happened? They misused their idle time. They misused their idle time. Lord, help me not to misuse. That's where a lot of people get slipped up, right? They misused their idle time. <coughs> Neither let us commit fornication, as some of them committed, and fell in one day, three and 20,000. Neither let us tempt Christ, as some of them also tempted and were destroyed of service. Neither murmur. Right? As some of them also murmured and what were destroyed of the <laughs> destroyer. They lost their self-discipline. They fell into sin. And you know what? They paid a price for it. And so he gives us that warning in verses 1 through 10. And then gives us, gives us the uh, warning or challenges us. That's why we need to stay self-disciplined. That the Lord, and the Lord will help you do that. Look at verses 11 through 13. He says, now all these things happen to them, what? For our an example. <laughs> Let them be an example to you of what happens when you don't have the self-discipline you should have as a believer. <laughs> That's why I like Brother Munson's testimony, right? He says, man, I, my brothers were a great example to me, right? Because <laughs> when daddy caught them smoking, he whooped them. And I said, man, I'm not going to smoke. When mama caught them doing something, she whipped them. And I said, oh, I'm not going to do that. They were a great example to me. So it kept me out of a lot of trouble. Well, let these be an example to us, right? That we don't want to get into these things. Oh, man, look what happened to them in the wilderness. Boy, they did this and that happened. They did this and that happened. All that. You know what, man? I don't want to do that. Amen. If I'm going to pay a price, I want it to be a pay a price. Amen. In service to him and obtain. He says, now all these things happen to them for examples and they are written for admonition. Talked about that recently. On whom the ends of the world are to come. Wherefore, let him that thinketh he stand and take heed lest he fall. Listen, don't think it can't happen to you. Let this be an example. Doesn't matter how long you've been saved, how long you walk with God. When I look at uh, uh, some of, you know, uh, I mentioned this before, one, one of the, the missionaries, when I got saved, there was a missionary to Germany there, and he sort of took me under his wing after I got saved, and he was a great example to me. He helped me a lot as a believer. Matter of fact, he's the one God used to give me the connection to go to Bulgaria. And you know what happened? I mentioned this before, and something happened in his life, and he committed suicide. I mean, I don't understand that. I just, I don't understand that. But what I'm saying, I think, oh, Lord, if it can happen to them. I think of other of my friends that when we were young believers, man, I looked to them. And now they're all, I said, Lord, please, 
That scares me to death. That scares me. Lord, help me never to think that I'm anything, Lord. Help me to, help me to amen, stay uh, self-disciplined. Help me to stay focused, Lord. Uh, don't, don't let it happen. He says, so take heed, Lord. Help me to be humble. There hath no, but here's the good thing. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. <laughs> common to man. You're singing about, uh, she was singing about Elisha, right? And what's the Bible say about him? A man of like passions. A man of like passions. You know, I'm glad that that's in there. I'm glad we see him up. We, we see the power of Elijah's prayer. We see the power of him on there on top of Mount Carmel and all those things. But I'm glad. That's why, you know, God wrote the word and not some man, because they would have left all that, uh, all that out of there. Right. Man, you know, hey, listen, if I ever write an autobiography, man, it's going to be short. You know why? Because I'm only going to write the good things, you know. If I wanted to be thick, I'd have to put the bad things in there, too. So it's going to be very thin, right? I said, if I'm going to ever write my memoirs, it's going to be called The Successful Life of a Total Failure. That's going to be the name of my, my memoirs, right? But he said, listen, we're all the same. We face all everything that they did in the wilderness. We could turn around and do the same thing tomorrow. But thank God that no temptation is taken, but such is common to man. And it says what? But God is faithful. You know, how, how can I be faithful? I can be faithful because God is faithful, because I know in whom I believed, right? Because God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. Just like all in these buildings, at the end there, there's a fire escape. He's always got that fire escape that you may be able to bear it, that you may be able to bear it, amen, and you may be able to keep on keeping on by the grace of God. So these verses, as we think about uh, the psalmist example, amen, that, that he wanted to set for his life, and the example our Lord set, and then Paul gave us an example. These verses, right, I, I encourage you to go back and look at them. These verses should challenge us. These verses should encourage us. And these verses should strengthen us to be believers with self-discipline in these many areas of our life. So I ask you tonight, when it comes to self-discipline, where do you succeed? Well, where do you struggle? Hey, where do you, you, might, you might succeed in some areas, but you may be struggling in some other area. Where do you see yourself failing because of lack of serious effort? It take, you, saw, you saw the psalmist, Lord, I want to make a serious effort. It's not going to happen automatically. I look at these sweet Young people in this church, I say, thank God. <laughs> thank God that he's so, he's, he's, I look at him, I say, man, I see a great example in that young man. <laughs> I see a great example in that young lady. But, oh, Lord, where will they be tomorrow? Where they be? If they don't make a serious effort, thank God they're under the umbrella of mom and daddy, but one day they're going to, Lord, where will they be tomorrow if they're not willing to make a serious commitment today, if they're not willing to be self-disciplined today while they still have Amen. Somebody to help them there. Right. Where do you see yourself failing because of a lack of serious effort to be self-disciplined in a certain area? What do you need to change or what decision do you need to make to help you do better in some area? And what is one concrete thing or what concrete decision you can make me even tonight to head in the right direction? And remote, what, 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 was the, what was the common denominator with the psalmist and with the Lord and with Paul when they talked about it and we saw that self-discipline? It was this. The psalmist, the Lord, and Paul all turned to God's Word. 
for helping them be self-disciplined. Well, the psalm said, oh, Lord, I hear your word in my heart. Oh, Lord, man, help me to meditate on your word. And why? when the Lord himself was being tempted and challenged, right, to, to if you will, to, you know, not be self-disciplined, right, but to give in, right? He said, oh, no, the word, the word, the word, right? And, uh, and, and Paul him, Paul himself. So thank God, amen. We have the word of God, right? At least I do, right? Amen, the word of God. And we have the God of the word. And so may the Lord help us and may we challenge ourselves according to the word of God and say, Lord, amen, protect me, protect my children, my grandchildren, God, and help us to be the self-disciplined believers that you've called us to be. Let's pray.